Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hi, right, everybody. We are still uh, feeding our faces. <laughs> Good stuff. It's great. What did you What did you get from Draft House? I went with the All American Burger. The All Amer- I love the All American Burger. It is excellent, and I am good to go. Yeah, I'm ready for uh, a full day. A full day. Yes, I am stacked up, ready to roll for the rest of the day, and I'm ready to talk some baseball. All Jimmy right, B. let's go, pal. Let's bring in right now Brad Berriman. He joins us from Fan Sided, getting inside the MLB. Going to take a look here around the Midwest and much more. Brad, thanks for joining us this afternoon. How are things? Oh, very good. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on the show, bud. Let's start first. Uh, this is a pretty much a Cubs area, although other teams are favored here. But the Cubs dominate. Do you Are you able to pick out anything at all that is wrong with the Cubs? Or is it just they're just slow getting out of the box this year and everybody wants a piece of them? Yeah, I think they're just kind of slow getting out of the gate. They'll eventually come around. You know, the pitching hasn't been as good as it was. Eating hasn't been as good as it was. That's a quick way to kind of be where they are, kind of middle of the road right now. I think they'll eventually come around. They'll be right there at the end again, you know, contending for the World Series and probably winning it again. Well, we saw a year ago them retooling. The bullpen was a bit of an issue. They were just so good offensively, though, a year ago. It kind of negated uh, some of the concerns about the team. This year, the staff as a whole has taken a step back. We know the number five spot was a big question mark coming into the year. Brett Anderson has not worked out. As they look at starting pitching going forward, and Lackey with his age and, and just his efficiency concerns that he has had, do you see them making a big splash in that kind of market, or do you think they're going to go more the route of maybe looking for a number four kind of starter, top-end starter or number four? Where do you think they're going to come uh, go to come trade deadline time, Brad? Yeah, probably more of a back end of the rotation guy. You know, there's some teams out there that might be looking to sell already. You know, maybe Kansas City or even the San Francisco Giants might be looking to part with a starting pitcher. But I don't think you really need a top of the rotation guy as long as Jake Arrieta kind of gets things going again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more of a back end of the rotation, you know, fill it out, you know, they have a deep rotation again. Um, in the National League, and let's stay in the National and then we'll go to the American. Is there a team that has surprised you with their start this year? Well, probably the Colorado Rockies. They're still toward the top of the National League West. There's no Diamondbacks are kind of right there, too. That division has kind of flipped this year early on here. But we'll see if those two teams have any staying power when the Dodgers kind of get themselves together maybe a little bit. And maybe the Giants eventually get Bumgarner back and make a run. Although they they keep going downhill, it seems. Yeah, they they, yeah. they appear to be a team that's in uh, some deep trouble. But you mentioned the Dodgers there. What are the names I wanted to ask you a little bit about them and kind of what they're going to do after they get everybody back healthy? Uh, Adrian Gonzalez on the DL for the first time in a Dodgers uniform. But they've gone out. they got so much young talent continuing to come through that pipeline. Uh, Bellinger's come up. He's played incredibly well. How is this going to sort it out, or is it kind of the old baseball adage, well, the guys themselves, they'll sort it out themselves? Yeah, I think they might sort it out themselves. There's probably some probably some rumors coming out again about them maybe going after Ryan Braun in, in, in a trade. It seems like that kind of, that's kind of fluctuates. It goes off, goes, goes off and on here and there, but and he's got he, he's just gained 10 and 5 rights to be able to avoid They'll avoid any trade he wants to, but on the no trade list he had was the Dodgers. You know, as far as the team he would go to. So 
maybe they'll rekindle that and get him because they don't they don't do it too well. Let left handed starting pitching, but might just be they don't want to add more payroll. They'll just go with the guys they have and mm-hmm. get Gonzalez back, and hopefully they get back on through the top of that division. Where are you on the possible sale of the Miami Marlins and Derek Jeter and having an opportunity to get back into baseball? Uh, I think it'd be pretty good. He is, he's good for baseball. You know, it seems like to be some big names attached to that. You know, Mitt Romney's son's leading a group, and then mm-hmm. Jeter's involved with Jeb Bush. There's a lot of big names attached to that. But I think Jeter being back in baseball would be a good thing. Hey, you mentioned the Brewers a moment ago, off to a surprising start as they sit at 500 this deep into the season. Uh, not a lot of expectations, obviously, for the Brewers uh, coming into the year. You mentioned, Braun, the possibility of them trading away. Uh, the farm system, it looks to be pretty stocked up pretty well. Do you still see them looking to move a couple of veterans, Braun, and maybe another name or two, a guy like a Matt Garza, somebody else, and continuing to build up that farm system? Or if they can stay in contention into June and into July, do you think maybe they'd be a team that could make a move or two and uh, maybe make a run at a wild card? Yeah, I still think they might try to trade Braun, but his contract is obviously going to be a barrier to that. I think Matt Garza's pitched pretty well in his first couple starts since he's been back from the disabled list here. Maybe he would be a good trade chip to maybe a team like even maybe the Cubs if they want to make a deal. Maybe they would swing one for Garza just to have a back-end, you know, mid-back-end rotation starter. Is there somebody on your list that will, I suppose, be the first big name who gets traded? Well, um, I would see maybe like an Eric Hosmer for the Royals if they move into sell mode. Okay. He's going to be a free agent. Maybe same with the Royals, maybe like Lorenzo Kane or somebody in that nature. If they decide they want to punt on the season and start to get assets for guys that are going to be able to retain. Yeah, for Kansas City, it's just uh, such an interesting dichotomy for them. They go to the World Series, then win the World Series a year later. And as a small market team, the, the aging veterans are starting to get up there. Some of the pieces they try to plug haven't worked out very well. And it might be a chance for them to kind of tear this thing down. Is is that the best course of action for an organization like the Royals? Is to instead of kind of spinning your wheels here with these veterans, go complete fire sale. You know, we talk about the Marlins after the '97 World Series, kind of similar here. Build it way back down, rebuild from there, and then take another shot at it another four or five years. Is is that the best course for Kansas City? Yeah, probably. As a smaller market team, might be the best way to go. They've had their little run here with the same core guys, and those core guys are all either getting older or their contracts are up or they're going to be able to get a big contract. So, yeah, it might be time to consider kind of tearing it down and trying to build it back up again. Uh, Brad Berriman's our guest fan-sided. We're talking Major League Baseball with Brad. It's always good when he's on the show. He comes to us on the Draft House 50, Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, in the American League, uh, my compadre is a big Twins fan. Is he just having a good time until we get into mid-June with what the Twins are doing, or are the Twins for real and can be in the hunt? Well, I'd like to be optimist and say that they're going to be a contender, but I really don't think so. Um, it's been nice, and you know they've overachieved a little bit. But I think the Red Sox gave them a little bit of a reality check the last couple of games this past weekend. You know, the nine run, you know, like an eleven run top of the ninth inning on Sunday, kind of gave them a reality check. 
It was. But, <laughs> it was. But yeah, it's 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 been nice while it's gone on here, you know, in the mid May here, yeah. but it's not going to last. <laughs> Yeah, I'm right there with you, even as a Twins fan. Uh, you, you look at this team and you wonder the bullpen, if they're going to be able to uh, survive. You mentioned that 10-run ninth inning that they had Sunday against the Red Sox that they gave up. Bullpen isn't very good. I don't know the sustainability of the starting pitching, but this team's going to be able to hit. And uh, Miguel Sano, after a slumping sophomore year, he has come back this year and been an absolute mo- monster. Uh, Buxton's shown some signs offensively. At the very least, it looks like the Twins are on the right track here with this rebuild. And, and with the new front office staff, for the first time in a while, you can feel confident, it feels like, with the future. Yep, absolutely. They're already starting to uh, kind of ship guys out and you know guys that they don't see. You know, because they, they demoted Kyle Gibson last, last week after he had another bad start. And they let Danny Santana, the DFA Danny Santana, and he's gone now to the Braves, I believe. They've got something for him. Yeah, these guys are starting to say, okay, we've seen you for four, five, six weeks, and we know who you are, and you don't have a future here. <laughs> yes, very, very true. Well, out east, the Yankees, after they sweep the Cubs over the weekend, they go to Cincinnati uh, for their series against the Reds. Uh, this is a young team. The pitching staff has been really good, but I guess everyone's kind of getting uh, mixed up, at Brad, in the hoopla because it's the Yankees being back. How confident are you in this team? Not that they could continue to play 700 baseball. I mean, that's unsustainable. But if that they're a real contender in the East, a real playoff team, does it come down to as simple as the starting pitching stays healthy, they'll be in good shape? Yep, I think so. You know, if guys like Sabathia and guys like that are able to stay healthy and pitching okay, I think there have been some comparisons, John, to what they were like, you know, 20 years ago when they had all the younger guys, you know, like Gear and, guys like that that were leading the way during that era. I'm not sure if I'm willing to go that far, but it, there's a lot of less similarities, you know, the younger players that are rising stars. It comes down to, you know, the pitching more or less. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they might win that division. The way Toronto started out, Baltimore is kind of right there. But, yeah, I think it could be the Yankees for the taking in the American League East. You know, you just referenced Toronto. Last night it was the highlight scene around the world, and that was the uh, Superman diving catch by Pilar in center field. Uh, The dude just consistently amazes everybody with the way he can patrol out there. Uh, Is this – and you you referenced Toronto in that – they are struggling right now in the East with New York and Baltimore dominating. Boston's uh, about four or five games back. Is, is is Toronto already gone in in this deal? Look, I know it's just May and it's nine and a half, but even with the great plays of Pilar, are they just one of those teams that got old? Does everybody watch them? Yeah, it seems like it. I, I guess I just read something yesterday that Josh Johnson may not be back for a while again. Okay. He's already been out for like a month with his hamstring thing. Yeah, they may be an team that tries to trade guys because they all, like you said, they all got kind of old, old at the same time. They've had their little bit of a run here after a long playoff drought. Yeah, so they might stay buried for a while here. Hey, uh, Brad, I got to ask you, Matt Harvey over the weekend, we hear of his suspension. Yep. Now some reports coming out. He was out uh, until 4 a.m. the night before he was uh, supposed to go. Didn't show up to work. I mean, uh, it's easy to blame the Mets for some of the dysfunction 
uh, that we've seen with the organization, what ha- happened you know, with the, some of the injuries and those kind of things. But doesn't this just go back to Matt Harvey, the guy still 28 years old, and he still hasn't grown up? Yep, I think that's what it comes down to. You know, he had to communicate with the team on Saturday. He wasn't going to show up, and he there's some some conflict there apparently with who he maybe may, may or may not communicated with, and he golfed and maybe got drunk during the golf outing and had a headache when he came home. And <laughs> who knows? It, yeah, but yeah, but it's it's a mess and it's New York, so it's all going to be blown up. But yeah, it, it comes down to him. Yeah, just maturing and growing up and being what they need him to be. Is, can they, under uh, Major League Baseball rules, they could send him down to AAA, couldn't they? Um, if he has an option left, I believe they could. I don't know if he does or doesn't. You know, We saw that with Kyle Gibson here. I wasn't even sure if he had a demotion option left to do, and they did it. If if they have an option left for him, they could definitely send him down. I don't know if that's going to happen. They don't want to pay, pay him what they're paying him to right. pick in AAA. But. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I did see yeah, he does still have an option available, and he's also coming up very closely to the arbitration window. Because of yep. that, they could uh, say, if you're not going to follow our rules, if you're not going to well, not get drunk the night before a start, right. we're going to send you down, and suddenly that's going to cost him millions upon millions of dollars. Maybe that's the only thing that will get Mar- Matt Harvey to listen. Yep, that's very true. Send a message to him, see if he'll, see if he'll toe the line. Maybe he used to talk uh, yeah. to Doc Ellis of the Pirates. Yeah. You know, Doc Ellis Doc Ellis claims that he pitched that game on oh, LSD. LSD. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh look, yep. there are there's some really good stories in, in baseball. And is I, I guess my question is, is is baseball promoting itself or could they do a much better job of promotion. It seems to me that the NBA and the NFL seem to do a much better promotional job than Major League Baseball. I'm I'm just saying that from my uh, perception. Is that fair or not? That's definitely fair. You know, but some of the star players aren't exactly like the personalities like a LeBron James. Like a Mike Trout is the best player in baseball, but he's not or the personality like LeBron James or Steph Curry or somebody like that is yeah. in another sport. So that, so that hurts. I think what will help now is having Bud Selig out of the commissioner's office. Rob Manfred seems to be a forward thinker. I think outside the box, so maybe they'll be able to do that a little bit better in terms of promoting, you know, faces of teams, faces of baseball, you know, changing how the pace of game is if they can do that easily. A lot of things still on the horizon, and Manfred, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Uh, trying to keep baseball afloat. Well, we're out of time for today, Brad. Good catching up with you once again. Uh, we will talk to you down the road. People that want to see everything that you have, let them know where they can go at Fansided and also give you a follow on Twitter at Brad Barriman 24 Thank you, man. Appreciate it. As Brad comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, we started the show today on the Missouri Valley Conference and making it official, which Mm -hmm. we had talked about last week, with Valparaiso being the number 10 team, taking the spot of Wichita State. Gary Rima, longtime voice of UNI, and of course longtime in the Valley, is going to be our next guest. This should be interesting to see how Gary will respond to what has gone down. And if he buys in like you sold me 
on why just go get one team? Why not go get and make it 12 teams and try to grow your brand instead of just staying status quo? Be the premier mid-major conference across college basketball. Grow the thing. Don't just look for, well, we got to find a replacement. Grow. Mm -hmm. Be forward-thinking. That's Mm -hmm. what I ask out of this conference. And at least from my vantage point, it doesn't appear to be the thinking that has happened down in St. Louis at the league offices. We'll talk to Gary Rima about that. We'll talk a little basketball and football with him as well. He's a Cubs fan as well. Yeah, he he's is. got an answer. Not the cold weather, Jimmy. I told you. It's, it's not the just cold needs weather. to warm up. It just needs all. to warm up. <laughs> Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. We'll take you up until 3 o'clock today. Gary Rima up next. We also got Derek Young stopping by. From the Scout Network, as we'll talk some Hawkeyes with him, his thoughts on the Jane Meyer trial, and look forward to some football recruiting this summer. I'll come your way. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We're back here in a moment. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands. Okay, everyone. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Do you know what you're getting for your mom? If you're looking for the perfect gift, mom will love an unforgettable gift from Sherry's Berries. Right now, you can get their famous freshly dipped gourmet berries starting at $19.99 plus shipping. Just go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 5555. That's berries.com special code 5555. You have never seen dipped berries like these. They're huge, sweet, juicy, and covered in decadent toppings like chocolate chips and chopped nuts. And right now they're starting at $19.99. That's amazing. Plus, you can pick your delivery date and the berries are guaranteed to arrive fresh, delicious, and beautifully packaged or your money back. My mom is going to be super excited when she gets her Sherry's Berries. And I know your mom will be too. Order now because Mother's Day is this Sunday and this incredible deal ends this Friday. The only way to get this amazing offer is to go to berries.com, click the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter special code 5555. That's berries.com, special code 5555. Five great gifts for mom and big home improvement savings during Menard's Mother's Day sale. Keep your hands safe on any task with gloves from Ansel. The project's landscaping gloves have wear-resistant palms and fingers for a superior grip. They're ideal for raking, digging, landscaping, gardening, brush removal, and more. Available in assorted sizes. Pick up a pair for only $10.88 each. Plus, Menards gift cards are perfect for Mother's Day. Save big money at Menards. 
nightmare before? Nope. Good morning, gentlemen. Can I share our specials with you? Sure. First, we have the seafood special. It's actually been sitting around here for a week. Then there's the cream of chicken soup. It's had no refrigeration since it was made yesterday. We're known around these parts for our food poisoning. What can I get you? Yeah, don't think we can stay for lunch. Wouldn't it be great if you could be warned of life's risks? If you have diabetes, you can. There's a simple blood test called A1C that can help measure your risk of complications from diabetes. Why is it important? Because more than 600 people every day die from diabetes and its complications. If your A1C is above 7, your doctor can show you how to lower it. If you have diabetes, know your risk. Know your A1C. Ask your doctor. Or for more information, go to www.diabetesa1c.org or call 1-877-TEST-A1C. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation International, and the Ad Council. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody. Welcome back in. We uh, roll all the way till 3 o'clock. Uh, Derek Young from... Uh, Scout covers the Hawks. Uh, he'll be our guest at the top of the hour at uh, 2 o'clock. Uh, right now, though, we're going to hang out and uh, have a conversation with Gary Ryman, longtime voice of UNI. And 
his Court Kings uh, team's doing pretty well, too. I happen to see, I think they just got a big road win the other night. Gary comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Mr. Rima, what is up with you, pal? Wow, I, I can't sneak anything by you. You catch it all. You 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 got your uh, the pulse of what's going on. I like it. I, I like it. I'm good. I am. Good. I am who I am, man. I can't help it. You know. <laughs> yeah. How's everything uh, with you? Busy, busy. It's going great. Having fun. Uh, yeah, my minor league basketball team in Waterloo, six and zero. Just won a huge game last Saturday in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm-hmm against a really good team in, in Fort Wayne. We played uh, we played where the Fort Wayne Mad Ants hold their practices. It's really nice, a nice arena, uh, all NBA, you know, lines and stuff. So it was really a fun game. Good, Our guys played great. A 108-101 game. And now we go to uh, St. Paul, Minnesota this Saturday, take on the Minnesota Rangers, the team we beat in the championship game a year ago. And they're also 6-0, so... You know, it just it goes from tough to tougher in in this league, guys. And we, we finally get to play at home Sunday night, by the way. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but ha- having fun. I got a really great bunch of guys. We lost one of our top players, by the way, um, last week. Wakefield Ellison, a kid that uh, played with us last year and was back with our team this year. He just signed to go play in Lagos, Nigeria in the, in the CBL, they call it the continental basketball league there. And I took him to the Des Moines airport last night and uh, he's headed to Nigeria to play in an, in an African pro league. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good league, Gary. I've done a couple games there. Uh, have you really? Are you serious? <laughs> Man, you you uh, you got me there. I, it, it, I guess it's April Fool's Day. Or <laughs> no, but it, uh, it, guys, it is a decent league, and actually, one of the teams in that league or over there is like an all-American player, all-star type team. But they love their basketball over there too, and um, so he's he's excited. It's what it's why he came to. To Waterloo the last couple springs to, to try and get this opportunity. But that's how it can happen. We just, you know, uh, Marvin Singleton played with us last year, and he got a contract to play in uh, the NBL Canada Pro League. It's Canada's best pro league, and his team is in the, the playoffs right now. They had like a 35-5 and regular wow. season record. A teammate of his is Royce White, and mm. I noticed in the Des Moines Register they had a, a picture of Royce the other day, and I think I, I think the article was kind of about Iowa State basketball, but it had a picture of Royce White that said he's now playing in in a Canadian pro league, and it's the exact same team that Marvin is on. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's uh, it's just uh, you go day to day and just keep keep getting it done. But uh, we're having some fun with it. Well, and you got a, another former Panther there. I was really excited when I saw that before the year, Gary. My one of my all-time favorites, Eric Coleman, EC, the Minneapolis kid, uh, once again back in the Cedar Valley. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I think I saw you talking a little bit about Eric's game's a lot different than it was when he was uh, roaming the the sidelines there for the Panthers. Well, yeah, when he when he played for the Panthers, he was pretty much you know inside guy, center, post up, great score on the block, and and a just a tremendous rebounder. He was the back to back rebounding champion in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, you know, so it, it, I think he ended up with nearly 1,000 rebounds, over 1,500 points, eight-year eight overseas pro. I mean, he, he played in he played in places like 
Angola and Germany and Ukraine. Wow. Um, so, you know, he, he's been all over, but uh, he, he's, he's more of a complete player now, guys. He can really handle the ball. Um, he, he said in some of his overseas stuff, he would actually run the point guard, bring the ball up mm. and, and run the offense at times. So he, he's a heck of a talent, heck of a competitor, um, and uh, just really excited to have him involved now and, and, uh, and playing for us and, and helping us. So I tried to get him a year ago, guys, in our first year, but he's like, ah, I, I can't this year, but if I am going to play in the Midwest Basketball League, I'm, I'm going to play for your team, Ryma. And he, and he <laughs> held up to that. When I reached out to him this year, he, um, he couldn't join us right away because he went to Denver, Colorado to, to play in that three-on-three tournament where yeah. you're trying to win it to, to represent the United States in this big, national three-on-three tournament so and we may lose him for another weekend or two this this season because of a similar opportunity he has in a uh in a big tournament but uh great young man really like him love his competitiveness and and the the guys you know of course really look up to him too so great to have a, a veteran guy like that involved with our team and running the point i i don't remember ec liking to pass the ball a whole lot EC loves to dribble the ball. I can tell you, he, he loves to have that thing in his hands, guys. He's a, and, and I'll tell you what, he demands it. When he doesn't have it, he's posting up or he's open. Uh, but, but that's all right. You know, you, you like that out of your players that uh, they want the ball and they want to they make things happen. So, But he's, uh, he's a good one. And, guys, uh, you know, with or without him, this, this, this is a really talented group of guys that we put together this year. I just – uh, the chemistry is great. They like each other. Anthony James, the former UNI mm-hmm. Panther, is back, and he's just—he's our point guard. He runs the offense, and he's man. I tell you what, he has improved so much at that position. I always saw him as the two guard, the shooting guard, um, but he's—he's he's done a tremendous job as a point guard. Defends really well now, and and uh, man, I, I really like the way he's playing, and mm-hmm. he's one of our team captains, great leader, and and uh, another exciting guy to have involved with this team. All right, Garrett, then let's go then to uh, the big news. And we talked about it last week when the news broke that Valparaiso was going to be the 10th team in the Valley. Um, We like the selection. We like Valpo. But Trent is, and I agreed with his idea, He, he sold me on it, that they're not looking at the big picture. They're never going to replace Wichita State or Creighton. And they had an opportunity to expand the conference and make even a bigger, I suppose, terrain grab throughout the Midwest, and they refused to do that. I'd like to get your thoughts on, A, staying as a 10-team league as opposed to expanding to twelve. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna first guess it, guys, and I, I'm gonna say right now today, strictly my opinion, I don't think the expansion of the Missouri Valley Conference is done. I, I think they did what they had to do in the immediate near future to get back to ten. You, you don't want to play the 2017-18 season with nine teams. You mm-hmm. just you just don't want to do it. You want to be at ten, and I, I think they went out and they found the one best fit right now today in a number of ways you know quality basketball let's face it the MVC is a, a basketball driven conference I think they went out and found 
a very competitive team in Valpo that's averaging just over 25 wins per year over the last five years. They spend about $2.7 million on basketball. That's their budget. That's, that's middle of the pack or working its way up to the upper half of the other Missouri Valley Conference teams. Don't have a great arena, but they, they do draw 35, 36, 3,700 fans. And coming into the Valley, uh, they'll, they'll pack their place and, and bump that up a little bit. It's not the biggest of arenas, but it's, it can be a, a pretty good home court Division One arena for them. And geographically, the footprint, I think they're perfect and perfect for the, uh, the, the non-basketball sports or include the women's MVC where they'll play, they'll do the two-game swing where they can go to Loyola and then go to Velpo or vice versa. They'll go to Evansville and Indiana on a weekend swing. So I think, I think geographically they really fit. But, guys, I'm, I, I, I just saw another uh, tweet today by a, a pretty knowledgeable guy who says that yeah, it's, it's 10 right now today with Velpo coming in. But over the next nine months, the, the presidents are going to continue to work and talk about further expansion. So I, I don't think they're done. I, I still think Murray State, UNO, Milwaukee, I think some of those teams are still in the mix. I could see them going to 11 or 12 a year or two from now. Um, I think Murray State would have made the jump right away, but I think the problem with Murray State is their football because if they leave the Ohio Valley Conference, they're out of the OVC in football too. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. The, Val- the the MVC isn't prepared, I don't think, to bring in another team. They've got uh, they got North Dakota coming in in a couple of years. So I, I I don't think the expansion is done, but I think they did what they had to do, looking ahead to next year to get to ten. Um, and I, guys, I think Murray State will come whenever the invitation is is sent their way, and they'll figure their football thing out. But that may be a year from now before we see maybe two more teams come in and join the league. One other thing I would say, I don't know how crazy I am about twelve because I I don't think you're going to play twenty two conference games. I really like the home and home in the valley, the ten team league. But I think you could go to eleven and expand your conference games to 20 home-and-home, home, play the other 10 teams, uh, and get your 20 conference games in that way, add two conference games. But I'm, I'm a little nervous about going to 12 for the simple fact is I, I just don't see them playing 22 conference games, and then all of a sudden it's an unbalanced schedule, and you don't get everybody at your place, and you don't go to every place. But, TC, I, I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done with, with this expansion thing. Um, it may just be another year or two before they can they can pull it off to to get to eleven or twelve. Gary, couple things. First, on the double round robin, it's great. I mean, you get a true regular season champion when you play it that way. But the NBC is now in a spot where it needs to build. It can't continue to be reactionary. We lose Creighton, all right. Here comes Loyola. We lose Wichita. Here comes Valpo. You have to build this thing and. And, and that's the nature of this. You've lost two incredible fan bases. And if you want to keep this conference tournament in St. Louis at Arch Madness, you know the attendance figures and you know how much they're down, Gary, and how much they're going to go down. You have to look at play places, universities that will travel. Valpo's not replacing Wichita, just like Loyola didn't replace Creighton here. And it just seems like they're taking the easy way out. Well, we'll add one more here. Maybe we'll look at more expansion down the line you got to build this thing, and it's just not – it is not being proactive. It's more reactive, at least. That's how I see the uh, the offices down in St. Louis right now. 
I I understand where you're coming from, TC, but you got to be realistic too and look across the nation and tell me where is what we kind of labeled as mid-major basketball. Where is there a Creighton that draws eighteen thousand fans or well, there isn't. That, right? So so you know, and, and there's not another Wichita State that's out. I mean. You know, for for the AAC to get Wichita State's a, a heck of a grab because that you know that that that's great basketball and they got a great arena. But there are there are not a lot of Division One programs that that the Valley can go try and pull away from the league they're in. That's that's an eight to ten to eleven thousand fan base right now. I I think the pressure is on the Missouri States, the Indiana States of the world that they have got to step up their game that, you know, when, when you're at Illinois state and Bradley uh, and, and even Southern Illinois, and you're only a couple of hours away from St. Louis and you can't drive a large fan base to St. Louis, that that's to me, the, the thing that has to be addressed, you know, Wichita state and Creighton brought huge fan bases to the conference tournament, partly because they were very good but they were doing something right to get their fans there. So I, I think all of us, the, the 10 teams that are now in the league, they all have to step it up. And, and you know, it, it's not it's not just about filling the, the arena in St. Louis, but that, that's a tremendous postseason tournament. But the, the level of play you want to get better, um, and, and that's just to me on the Bradleys and Southern Illinois and, and uh, uh, Evansville's and Indiana States of the world to keep picking it up. You and I's got to keep getting better. Drake's got to. I think they're going to get on the right track. And I, I, I'm anxious to see because with Wichita State out of the picture now, don't you think next year there's going to be six or seven teams going to St. Louis that are thinking, "Man, we got a great shot sure. to win this thing." So I. I you know, I think the last few I, I had a number of you and I fans tell me this this past season, we're just we're just not gonna go this year. It just I just don't sense anything magical is gonna happen. I'm not feeling it. I'm not gonna go spend the money. Well, I, I think that attitude changes going into next season for a number of teams from from the Sycamores to the Bradley Braves to the Panthers to the Bulldogs and, and that's where you can build uh, hopefully a bigger following. It the the heydays of Wichita State and Creighton and, and what we had at the conference tournament is, is not going to happen for a while. But I think in time we have a chance to, to build some more excitement and uh, see if I – just, I just think teams should, should take a look at it, fans should take a look at it and say, hey, maybe we can be the new king of the hill now. Bradley Braves, Illinois State, you and I, Southern Illinois, Drake. I mean, you should be revitalized some thinking, hey – you know, yeah, we hate to lose Wichita State, but they've been wanting to leave for years. We knew this was going to happen. Let's step it up and let let's become the new power in the Missouri Valley Conference and fill our arena and take huge crowds to St. Louis. Yeah, but Gary, how does it feel now knowing that you're like the Mac? You're like the little Mac, the M A A C. You've turned into pretty much a one bid conference. Well, what were we this year? We were a one bid conference this year and had two great teams and. Illinois State and Wichita State. I mean, if you look at the history of the league, yeah, we've had our shining moments where we got three and and one time four teams in. But I, I mean, I I don't like it. But the Valley's been looked at as a one bid team, one bid league for how long? And and you know the the crazy thing is is that 
look at the year that Illinois State had, and they couldn't get into the right. to the big dance. It's just it's frustrating because if that was Drake's resume, or if that was you and I's resume, we I think would have been screaming to the high heavens that you know we just you know we got screwed big time. We were regular season champs of the valley. We were the number one seed. We beat Wichita State, and we go to the conference. We made it all the way to the championship game, 26, 27 wins uh, in the 30s RPI. What what in the world do you have to do as a Division One, if you want to call them mid-majors, mid-major program, to get an at-large bid? If that's not enough, then, yeah, leagues like the MAC and the Valley are probably going to be one-bid leagues for a while. So until that committee – We'll look at a team like Illinois State and see what they did, uh, see the kind of year they had, and take them over the eighth-place team in a in a 12-team or 14-team league or the seventh-place team out of the, the Big 12. It's always going to be tough, whether we're a 12-team Missouri Valley Conference or we're a 10-team Missouri Valley Conference. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just the way it is, and I, and I don't like it, and I don't know how you change it other than somehow the, the people that are just deciding the at-large bids will take a better look at what some of these teams accomplished and, and figure out, do you want a bunch of the Power 5 conference schools in there that are 20 and 14 and took 7th in their league, or do you want a team like an Illinois State with the resume that I thought they built this year? Well, I, I don't cry, cry a whole lot for Dan Muller last year. He knew he had an incredible team coming in. Uh, he could have taken a one-off game against a power conference school. He didn't do that in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. Was he hurt by New Mexico not being as good as they were? Yeah. Murray State not being as good. But there were opportunities. When you have a team like that coming back, I put it on the coach to get it done. We saw Greg McDermott do that when they got in that large bid. You went down to Baton Rouge, and they beat a very good LSU team that year. I put it to the coaches. Yes, I know NBC teams don't like having those bye games going in as a bye game, but if you have a team that you feel like has a shot of getting at large, sometimes you got to bite the bullet. you got to go play those games in your non-conference. Yeah, I, I get all that, but, but also, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to get those teams on your schedule, you know, home or away. It, it isn't easy, TC. And I've, I've talked to the UNI coaches and the people that are out there trying to find games. There aren't many teams that want to come to the, the McLeod Center. So it's we'll not get, that, though, and, not, 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 a, not a home and home, a one-off. When you have a very good team, and this is going forward now for you and I, if they have a team where Ben Jacobson feels, you know what, we have a chance to put together a very good resume, but we know for this year, you know what, like they did to kick off the year a few years ago, went out to Syracuse. That was a bye game. They went and played that. They're going to have to do that, and that's Illinois State. They got another good team down the road. Dan Muller has to realize, we're not going to get a home-and-home. Home. Yeah, they got one with Ole Miss, but we're not getting a home-and-home home because everybody else knows we have a good team. We're going to have to go and play a one-off road game to build that non-conference schedule. It's up to the coaches. You have to well, do it, that, even yeah. if you don't like it. Co- Coach Jacobson has done that, and that's one mm-hmm. reason he schedules the tough schedule for you and I yep. so that if you do go off and somehow you pick off a North Carolina during the regular season, or you you know you go and and knock off an LSU, or go on the road and beat Syracuse. I I, I get that. I get that. And I, and I know at times Illinois State has historically scheduled a little bit on the weaker side on their non-conference. I get that. But I'm just talking about what they did last year. Regular season champions of the Missouri Valley Conference, twelve 
toughest conference in the nation. They did beat Wichita State. Yeah, Wichita State beat them bad at their house and, and beat them in the championship game of the MVC tournament. But they still, with the schedule they played, they still had a 30-something RPI. And when you're in the top 35 in the country with your RPI, and that's supposedly a good barometer of, of the schedule you played in the kind of year you had, and you get left out, if I'm just telling you, if that was you and I's resume last year, 27 and whatever, and a 33 RPI, and the regular season champs, and you didn't get knocked off in the quarterfinals or the semis of your conference, or you made it to the championship game, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I just, I, I think it, it would have been a slight to not put, you know, I don't care, put it, put, put that as Drake's resume, sure. put that as whosoever. I just, I, that should be enough. Now, if they ended up. 24 and 10 and whatever that's different but they they didn't they they had a really really good year and a really really good team and i just that's the thing that frustrates me when a good resume like that isn't good enough so so if they go out and play one bye game and get that win would that have been enough to get them in i i don't know i, I mean, think it would have i think people it on people on the committee said that that uh that they were they were not they were on the outs. They had to win the conference tournament to get in, which to me is just crazy. I'd, uh, so I don't know. I mean, don't have any of the answers, but um, I think if you really break down their basic resume, yeah, should they have played a couple of tougher non-conference games? Probably. Now, now you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. but, man, with the year they had, I think most people, a lot of the experts, thought that they were in guys thought that they should have got a bid so um i think they thought they did enough he's trying to schedule tougher i've seen him put stuff out there that they want to play and i know some of it is he wants a home and home yep, yep. Uh, but that's that, that, that's not going to happen i mean who mm-hmm. you know who's going to want to go into illinois state a power team and and when he's got a good team just like a lot of teams don't want to come to the mcleod center and play you and i seeing what what they've done to teams that have come in there in recent years so i i don't know i, I Something's got to happen at the Division One level so that the teams in leagues like the Missouri Valley Conference and the MAC can get some games during the non-conference to somehow just give them a, a at least a, a shot to improve their their resume when it comes to the end of the year. Hey, Gary, uh, just uh, about a minute left here, but I want to sneak this in. Uh, Doug Elgin and the rest of the crew visited Murray State, Valpo, UW-Milwaukee, Nebraska, Omaha, I, I am completely shocked that North Dakota State did not even get a cursory glance out of uh, that committee looking at expansion candidates. We know about their football exploits. We know how yeah. well they travel for that. But it's basketball as well. You know, when they played Kansas in the NCAA tournament, they had 10,000 people in, in the Metrodome for that one. It's a fan yep. base that would travel. I think a basketball program that is very solid. Is it as simple as Fargo, just not a destination? Or is there something more going on? Why isn't North Dakota State getting a look? You know, I, I think it is the location. I, I We've heard it from the football teams, the Missouri States and the Indiana States, and some of those that the budget isn't quite as, as flush as a Youngstown State or a North Dakota State. They they struggle to make that that trip to Fargo. And, and I don't think they want to – they want to send not just their basketball teams to Fargo once a year, but volleyball, softball, you know, everything. I, I think it's just it's location, and it's, you know, it's a tough trip, and it really stretches out the footprint a little bit. 
And I, I really think that's the only reason. Otherwise, they look like a, a pretty logical team to at least be looking at and talking to. But I think there's pressure from some of those southern teams in the Valley that, you know what, we got to travel there for football every other year. We don't want to have to every year because it's a flight. and you, You're going to have to fly that. And that's just way too long a bus trip uh, for teams like Missouri State and and Indiana State and, and Evansville. And we're in, if it was just basketball, yeah, but it's not. It's volleyball, it's softball, mm-hmm. it's track. It, I mean, it, it, I, I really think it's geographical because you make a strong point fan base-wise and travel-wise. I mean, their fans are crazy. They'll, yeah. I mean, they'll go, they'll, they go to Texas like crazy for championship games, and they go to St. Louis, and, and I know bring a, a good following, but they're just, they're just out so far stretched out that, I think that keeps him from being a serious contender right now. I think it's. Uh, I think you made a great point on mid majors and the travel issues that those schools had. It's not like the Power Fives that everybody has their own private jet, and, right. and they all take off. That's not the way it is in your conference. That you're right, and and there's teams we've heard that uh, Missouri State and. Southern Illinois, with some of their financial woes, guys, next year are, are busing pretty much their entire schedule. Very wow. few charter wow. flights, and and that's tough, guys. But but their you know budgets are being cut, and they and they got to find ways to to reduce their their expenses. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. And, and I you know I, I don't know the exact facts of why it was Velpo over Murray State, but I I think a part of it was that the where they sit in the footprint and how easy it will be or easier it is to travel to Valparaiso by bus for some of these teams mm-hmm. than maybe having to travel to, to Murray State in a travel partner type situation for, for volleyball, women's basketball, softball, etc. Gary, out of time as always. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, a lot of good conversation, and uh, well, we'll get this thing figured out at some point, right? <laughs> All right. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Keep up the good work there in the capital city. Thank Thanks, you, Gary. Gary. See you, bud. There you go. All right, guys. That's Gary Rima, everybody, right here. Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. So do you feel yeah. better about Valpo? You... Oh, I didn't have any... any uh, any feeling either way mm-hmm. i thought valpo was a good fit to begin yeah, yep. with okay i i just thought that you had sold me the way that you constructed your thought on adding the schools that you mentioned mm-hmm. and the fan bases that those schools have and creating or attempting to create an atmosphere in St. Louis similar to what it had been in the past mm-hmm. by adding rabid fan bases like what they have at Murray State yeah. and North Dakota State. I get what Gary says. I mean, Far- Fargo is... I, I, I it's told not a bus you. trip. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. not. It's not a bus trip from downstate Illinois. No. Uh-uh. And so I, I understand that perfectly. Yep. I, I do. And... and what what we fail to remember, and that's why I told Gary about, I asked him about that, is the expenses for mid majors totally different than expenses for Power Five schools. Yeah, where Iowa Iowa State they just get on a, a plane and go. I'm going to play something here in our final moment okay. of the hour. Let's say football goes where a lot of people believe it's heading, four major conferences. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Okay. And it also breaks away, for football at least only, breaks away 
and it's just those teams, say, 18 per conference. Are you saying it breaks away from the NCAA? Or, In a way, but, it's, but it's, they, it's its own subdivision. Just, they're their own entity. It's own subdivision. Okay. The NCAA tournament stays the same. You know, it's still... Basketball. Basketball is still the same. Okay. But they break away. If that happens, is it time for all these mid-major conferences to get together and reevaluate them, their entities? You, you look around and you look at the far-flung nature of things. You know, North Dakota mm-hmm. was in the big sky. Now they'll be moving, at least for football, to the MVC football conference in a couple of years. But they're still in the big sky conference. Right. You know, does it make sense for North Dakota to be making trips every year to eastern Washington? No. You know, does it make sense no. for a, a program like uh, you and I to be playing schools down that far south of them? Does it make? Is it time for? Those mid-majors, when you talk about the cost, and, and Gary just told us, and, and the FBC is a strong mid-major conference. Mm-hmm. Now imagine the small, small conferences and the costs that are associated right. there to get together and say, is there a better way that we can do this? Is there a better way conference affiliation-wise? It would be incredibly difficult. It's probably pie-in-the-sky thinking mm-hmm. to make it better for the other mid-majors to all get together and figure out, a better way of doing it. I think I think you're on to something. I think they should at least have that discussion just to see if indeed there could be a way to make their expenses less. Right. But and, it's probably it's it's pie in the sky. Yeah. But I think they should at least make that phone call. Jimmy B and T C it's the big talker, seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred K B G G is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and T C noon to three sports talk that rocks seventeen hundred K B G G. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I like them. Thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. 
Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented MyPillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping when you need spends a little too much time in the sun relief yikes what the attack of the angry mosquito relief hey watch this scraped knees and an elbow relief you need new gold bond pain and itch relief cream with lidocaine gold bond has the maximum strength lidocaine available without a prescription and starts working on contact to numb away pain and itch new gold bond with lidocaine relief starts now uses directed this is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands you don't need more sports but you want more sports rockstar satellite can fix that with free next day installation on direct tv call rockstar satellite 515-262-STAR call today for next day installation 515-1700 kbgg des moines accumulus station big news big talk and big sports This is Jim Rome with the CBS Sports Minute brought to you by Aero Electronics, 5yearsout.com. Win 